everybody to the Doctor Who Flashcast one last time for a while until next year. And it's only January 1st of this year, but we're done with Doctor Who for 2019 with Resolution, the New Year's special. I'm Jason Snell, and I'm joined to talk about this episode with Dan Morin. Hello. Happy New Year, Jason. Happy New Year to you. Uh, may your year be filled with Daleks. No, no, I do not want that. <laughs> I would like to cancel this year now, please. It's too late. Damn it! It's full of Daleks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, so this is like kind of new for us doing it because traditionally in the past we've done our our Christmas flash casts. No Christmas episode this year, so no. here we are on New Year's Day. Yeah, it's it's different. They did the it one is. with like when David Tennant regenerated on New Year's Day, but that's about it. Very rare for a Tuesday episode of Doctor Who, but. You know, mm, that's mm, what we got. Yeah. That's what we got. So, uh, yeah, this is the... So, after a season in which there were no returning mm-hmm. elements at all, obviously, this was Chris Chibnall's grand plan, was that at the last, at the special, at the very end, he would bring back the Daleks, and that would be the 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 thing that uh, was, was finally a, uh, you know, strong reference a monster a classic monster a classic villain uh which is an interesting choice right like to to go the whole season without and then in the on new year's day say aha now you're gonna get a dalek i was trying to remember if he'd specific because i remember reading that he said like we're not going to do any classic monsters or anything in the this season this season yeah so like did he like he skates on a technicality Uh because it's a special yep and it's in the new year and all that which is fine i mean i think it's a great way to get people, you know, the, this past season has been a great way to, like, help get in new watchers as well, because you don't really have to know anything. Like, there have been a couple jokes here and there, references that are fairly small, but not any major plot references. Sure. Whereas we get not only the Daleks this time, but in one of my favorite bits, the sad demise of Unit, temporarily anyway. Yes, yes. You call Unit for help and Brexit, turns out, has killed Unit. I read it as a combination of Brexit and America. Yeah, yeah, that could be. jerk. Our partners and all, whatever. Basically, like, we don't have the support and so it's uh, been suspended for now, which is like, well, we're on our own. <laughs> Unit mm-hmm. is not, mm-hmm. Kate Stewart is not picked up we don't know what's going on over there there's not and that's uh, that's fine i mean that that's a nice uh question of like why don't they call in unit and the answer is they can't they tried they can't yes. yeah Indeed. yeah so i i like the um let's start with the big thing which is the dalek they we mm-hmm. we you know there's a creepy underground uh thing we well um which my son immediately was like oh well, they're dead or one of those is dead anyway, which is not true. They both survived the two uh, the two archaeologist types who are down there. But I guess I should start even before that, which is uh, this episode starts and ends with a voiceover about. Let me tell you a story. Back in the eighth century, a monster was attacked by an army, and then they spread parts of it around the world to keep it separate. Uh, you know, I I, I liked it. I I thought it was a weird sort of. I was like, oh man, this is a great premise for like a fantasy book or something. I really, I really enjoyed right. that part of it, and I liked that they had that. Like, it turned into like, oh, it was a, it was a, became a legend, right? Nobody's sure if it exists or not. But I love that. Then you know, eventually we have these like resolution, nah, nah, mm-hmm. with these, uh, 
guardians custodians i guess right uh where they're still there and they've clearly like passed this all down but they're still got like the original like the lady in the south pacific has an axe right and the dude in in the in siberia has like a celtic broadsword and it's like i i don't know that tickles parts of me that i enjoy in just sort of the fantasy aspect of it but it's also very not doctor who yeah i i I think that you know it was doctor who in this is trying to do that which is like this is a legendary monster and of course it doesn't want us to know what it is but like some legendary creature or villain that was defeated by a whole army in this mythical battle and forgotten since then but they and they they it was so dangerous that they spread it around so that it could never kind of reform and um that's yeah, that's yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was a fun kind of thing to set the scene. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how it holds together with you know because what happens is they like put an infrared infrared light on off of the the, <laughs> the thing that they find and it just sort of teleports all the other parts and then it's fine again. Which is like okay, I it was it, you know again it was sort of like well that was a really cool setup and we'll just explain away why you know how it yeah, was, was that Whatever. I mean and and, and was never even really like is that a thing Daleks can do. Can do? Is it just these special parts when, sh- yeah. when you shine ultraviolet light on them? I don't yeah, know. Sure. I don't know. I I I would have Yeah, I I uh I kind of would have preferred if it was something like the um the the Dalek was uh was a uh like it was in a cocoon or a, a spore or something and it was regenerating over time right. and then it got the energy and then it called its you know its uh various technical parts that it, you know p- pieces of its enclosure sure. or its whatever to it and that they, they could teleport or something I, I don't know i i think the show basically was like that was a cool thing and we're not going to worry about the resolution is a hand wavy thing and that happens at the end of this episode is very much like that too where it's sort of like sure. you know we wanted to do this story and then at the end it's like well we got to resolve the plot we'll 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 get through that really quickly kind of not what they're going for here which is fine it's it's atmospheric and interesting and it, it gets us to this uh you know nice spooky underground uh thing where the one guy gets hit by an arrow and he doesn't get a chance to bury his thing and then we see them you know they they found this guy and they find the thing and it's the horror movie trope and all of that and uh of course it's not quite what we're what we get is not quite the horror movie that we maybe thought we were going to get but we do see a creepy squid thing on the wall which is is not quite what what we've seen inside a Dalek casing before but is reminiscent which is what they I, were going for I definitely yeah I definitely was like that is that it? Is that a Dalek? It looks yeah. like a Dalek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but then they right. and of course, you know, we get the like you said, the creepy horror movie aspect where the Dalek then decides it's essentially going to take ride one of the people out yeah. there uh, surreptitiously, which is super creepy yeah uh, yeah and yeah. It, uh, like <laughs> i loved it i loved it i thought it was great that there's that that she's got this voice in her head that is they tried very it was very clever they they tried very hard to make it not read like a dalek but in it, hindsight still, be do- a dalek right yeah yeah exactly because we were like my, my my fiance and i were sitting here just going back and forth like is it a Dalek? It sounds like a Dalek. It, could it be? A, I guess. Sure, it kind of looks like one. Um, but yeah, it was they they kind of saved it up later on for a bigger reveal. But it was again like things that we haven't necessarily seen seen Daleks do before. Right. But you can kind of hand wave a lot of it with like, ah, oh, that's the special. Yeah, that's advanced what, I mean, that, that's how do you how do you take so the Daleks like this is I think this is the best use of the Daleks since the 
first season when they brought back the, the, yeah, one. yeah yeah like this is this is <laughs> in in a chris chibnall you've got somebody who's probably had a long time to try and think about like what would i do with the daleks to make them interesting because that seems to be one of the challenges with any doctor who showrunner is like well okay everybody loves the daleks and they're iconic but you know when it's just a bunch of shouty salt shakers rolling around uh, it gets, it, it, there, you know, it, it, there are issues. And Stephen Moffat tried a bunch of clever things with them. And this is tri- Chris Chibnall's uh, trick. And what he does is he says, well, these are the 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 probe and, you know, reconnaissance and, uh, you know, whatever they are. They're a special kind of Dalek and they're, they're a little more uh, capable and shifty and all of this because they've got to do, you know, this is, they get sent out to scout and find planets to conquer or whatever. Whatever the reason, he's made a Dalek that is a really good horror movie monster. It's intelligent. Mm-hmm. It's creepy looking. It can take these people as hosts and steer them around. It's a nice extension of the concept of the Dalek, which is that mm-hmm. it steers around the little shell. And here it's like, oh, I can steer around a person too, and, right. and it's super creepy. Like, I well done. I think that I, that's. I mean, that's absolutely my favorite thing in this episode is the stuff where uh, the Dalek is piloting the woman around and having her like kill police people and right. all sorts of stuff like that and drive really fast and uh and talk and it talks very gently like you are thinking that they will save you but they will not it's like really good i love that <laughs> it is super creepy and i think one of the other things i kind of enjoy about this this uh approach is that it manages to both straddle that line like doctor who obviously you know 50 plus years of continuity now and some people are are always going to focus on like but oh we've destroyed the daleks you know x thousand times right and like then the 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 showrunners will come up with oh they've existed in a pocket dimension or they've existed out here right Right. like i thought it was clever to come up with a solution that was did not immediately open the door once again to there's a huge invasion of daleks coming that we need to fight off um and sort of it, it limits it in time and space. Like there's a good explanation. Oh, well, it was on Earth the whole time. It was just dormant, right? Like I, I thought that was a nice way to to like get into yeah. it without necessarily open the door to like, oh, now we're back to like escalating to a whole fleet of Daleks showing up. Right. In fact, I, I when he keeps saying like I want to call the Dalek yes. fleet, I kept I like, wanting her to like, say there is no Dalek fleet. I right, destroyed exactly. it. There, it's just you, and, and let it be like, well, okay, it's been. It's been 1,200 years. I don't know what's going on, but I don't care. I will still destroy this. But they, again, I think that the show is just like, whatever. We're not going to even address those kinds of details. We're just going to get to the, the, the core of it, which is that this is a horrible creature that is um, is killing people and, and uh, using this, per, this one poor, hapless scientist to do what it wants. And what it wants, ultimately, is to find a place to uh, build itself a new uh, casing, which out of out of like it finds the pieces that remain of its you know of its casing from whoever you know were that army back in the day, and that is a thing that has moved very quickly. We move through it very quickly, like yeah, yeah. Here it is. This is where they store all that stuff. Okay, I got all the stuff right. Like it's just not it's not that big a deal. Um, but uh, but what I like about it is the parallel with the first episode yes. of this season where where Jodie Whittaker's doctor builds her sonic screwdriver in sheffield uh out of what she can get and here the dalek does the exact same thing the dalek is building its own casing out of you know whatever it can find in sheffield along with what remains of its original casing and you get this homemade dalek which is really cool 
Yeah, no, uh, my fiance immediately got the like, oh, it's just like that first episode. Whereas I was like, oh, it's like a demented version of Tony Stark building his Iron Man yeah. armor in the first Iron Man movie. Yeah, um, both are true. I, I like it. Yeah, I love that it's a, it's a not, like, remember our, our like, one of our, I don't know, I can't remember which iteration of the Daleks, but we had the new shiny, the iMac Daleks right. for a little while. And I like that this goes back to basics and feels very homemade and like rusty and you know it kind of harkens back even more to the idea of the daleks built in the original series you know all the way back when it was like literally cobbled together from like well we've got a plunger you know and an egg beater mm-hmm. let's just make it's this got work a much, it's got a much more useful implement to, to grab things and stuff oh yeah than, a little hand yeah. yeah that's great it's a serious upgrade there but i i like the look of it uh i like the feel of it and it's still fun to see the Dalek fly around ridiculously it is I with love its that. little jet boosters um but it crashes you also down get... through that hole in the communication center that yes. was pretty good i but you still get an idea of the menace of this thing like it kills a lot of people in this episode a whole bunch of soldiers uh like that once pure security guard at the, the research facility right, the police the police uh doesn't hesitate to kill that dude in gchq like it's really just going on a rampage which is not great like and and i think what was nice about that too is it definitely i don't want to say like necessarily raise the stakes but like you know oftentimes doctor who goes back and forth in trying to deal with how exactly i don't want to say violent but like how dark are we going right like do we have episodes where people die? I mean, I remember very early on in the Eccleston run, like that was the whole thing. Each episode, you know, kind of wavered on was like, oh, people are going to die. Like there's real consequences. And so it was a big deal with the, you know, that everybody lives scene uh, in the Dr. Dances, I felt like. And so coming back here, like, you know, there have not been punches pulled, I think, in this series. I was starting obviously with Grace's death in the first episode. And so we're not kind of shying away from this idea that like, yeah, lots of people, lots of people are going to get, you know, x-rayed by a Dalek blaster and that should have some serious consequences. We've yet to kind of see what exactly the consequences are, but it also means that there are threats and stakes to our characters, right? Like I went into this episode thinking like, oh man, are they going to like off one of the companions? Sure. Like, Cause it seems plausible. Sure. seems like they could do it. Totally. There are lots of them. They could do that. Yeah, exactly. But, but they exactly. didn't. And in fact, I had they that moment not. where at the end of the episode where I, I feel like this is a gentler show in terms of the main characters. Like at mm-hmm. the end of this episode, I never thought for a moment that either Ryan or Ryan's dad would actually die. Right. Like I, I kind of felt all along like the, the, you know, the bad Dalek will go away and everybody will be fine. I mean, I thought it was possible they could kill Ryan's dad, but I thought, I just don't think this show is going to do that. I just, it feels, I don't think that's the, the show that they're making right now is right. that. Whereas I, making a, you know, a, a Dalek, a Dalek laser turn somebody, you know, negative for a moment and then they fall down and there's no blood is like, that's the kind of Doctor Clean, Doctor Who body count that is, it's very classic Doctor Who too. Like a lot of people right, died, right. but there was no no blood or anything and it was just the the idea that yeah. that this thing can kill people yeah i wavered back and forth on the on the ryan's dad thing but i also i think i thought like you it's not quite that show and having already you know killed grace off i right. felt like it would be kind of really mean to kill off his dad how too. many of like, ryan's family members will die <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean and that provided a really nice 
through line. I know some people were a little critical earlier in the season of the Ryan and his dad story, but I actually liked the way they handled it here, especially because Ryan's dad does not come off to me as a very... There was a more stereotypical direction I felt like they could have gone with that. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they managed to avoid it. Like, he seems like, you know, this is a guy who has had a hard time dealing with his feelings, but he's not mostly angry or, like, mean to Ryan. He just is, is genuinely doesn't know how to handle it. And he's, you know, he's an engineer. He helps come up with the solution for beating Dalek. Like... I thought that was a really nice development of his character and, you know, it thus sets out the whole, like, you know, bringing their relationship back on course and hopefully, you know, that develops over time, which is a, a, like you said, I think that's the kind of show that they're dealing with here. They want to show that's a little more positive and a little more, got a little more hope to it and that's where they're going with the Ryan and his dad relationship. So I I, I liked it. I don't love the Ryan and his dad storyline. Um but it it is definitely something the show is committed to doing and that that so to have it kind of resolve here was not when the knock happens on the door or the the doorbell rings uh, uh it's security system uh i i had that, alert. yeah yeah that's it i uh i was like oh well that's going to be Ryan's dad because uh, it's like who else who who else has is there it's Chekhov's gun right it's like yeah, we've been talking to right. Ryan's dad it's going to be Ryan's dad that's what's going to happen now but um i will say um, the thing I liked the least in this episode is Ryan and his dad go to a cafe and they sit and have a conversation for five minutes in an hour long episode. The yeah. Police, a Dalek controlling a human has just murdered police by the side of the road and stolen a police car. Cut to Ryan and his dad have a heartfelt conversation for five minutes. And, and so my issues here are one, the pacing is a disaster. Like, five minutes where the entire show just stops so that these two characters, one of whom we've never seen before can have this conversation about, and and I'm not saying that the the drama of Ryan as a character and how his dad has not treated him well. Like I'm not saying that that isn't uh, something that is good drama and that something that we don't care about, but the way it's done in that one scene. And then my big objection to it also is I'm not sure that scene tells us anything that we couldn't already have intended. Yeah. from every other scene involving ryan and graham and ryan's dad in this episode i like, agree i agree with you on that like when you've got a scene that's when you've got a plot that's rolling you know and this is something that like in writing i think is is a hard thing to learn sometimes because people delve into these like oh i really want to get into this thing it's like oh you just like you said you stopped all the action and i thought for example by comparison i i preferred the scene between graham and ryan's dad later on where he talks about like grace having kept all his stuff yeah i agree and, and the scene earlier where he's it. like i'm gonna talk to you right and like you, yeah you yeah. you let him down right like i feel like we've got all the information and that that one scene you know it could have been the it felt like the kind of scene where you cut in the middle of it and like they've been talking and you get the key moment where he's like what do you right. want me to say and he's like i 
I need you to say, I'm sorry, Ryan, I let you down. I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to try to change. He's like, look, you're right. Like there's a, there's a short version and then you cut away again. And like, they obviously continue the conversation, but we don't need to see all of it. And I felt like instead the show's like, no, we're going to show you the whole conversation beginning to end five minutes. It's like 8% of the runtime of this episode (laughs) is this one conversation. And it's just, I don't know what they were thinking. It's, uh, I I think I get, you know, I can see from their perspective that maybe they were thinking like, oh man, we really have the whole exactly having built all this up we need to address it we couldn't just do it all off screen or a big portion but i agree with you that it does it does sort of grind everything he hits the brakes on what is otherwise a very (laughs) very like heart pumping like oh my god seriously a dalek just killed two police officers and stole their car and is going somewhere to do something in control while possessing a human being and and cut to long talk in the cafe and the whole time i'm like but the dalek but the but but when's he gonna get a call when's the doctor gonna call and say ryan you, you can't talk to your dad anymore we have a we have a, a mystery to solve uh and the answer was uh five minutes later when they go to the tardis <laughs> it's like okay uh yeah it was not not my not my favorite that that was because so again i no objections to i don't love that storyline but i did this was a story arc and and ryan and his relationship with graham and his relationship with his dad was really important i'm just not sure that scene needed to be there at all and if it did it didn't need to be five minutes long and i don't really understand the way it was cut where it was just all run together they could have also intercut it maybe maybe that would have been less boring i don't know but uh thumbs down to that i like our two um and things I back to things I like. I like our two uh, scientists, science are, people, archaeologists, where we where we think like Julian <laughs> said, oh they're dead, and instead no, like they, they the one they guy tags along, plot. and then they save her, and then she tags along, and uh, they're there at the end, and like they're just they're just involved in the story for the whole thing i thought the, that was good ex- extended fam as the doctor puts it yeah exactly um, no i i liked it a lot too i especially because they have their own little plot going on right with their like flirtation and like oh are we gonna go out or whatever it's like oh it's cute it was a cute little plot with those two and it again like you said i think it it felt like when it came up in the story it didn't like stop everything it felt woven in and it's yeah. because you didn't need to get that much into it right like a, lot, a couple lines here and there but and you could kind of get you could fill in the rest yourself you knew so, how the, what everything was important yeah and so it's lynn and mitch are their names and um lynn spends half the episode or three quarters of the episode as the bad guy basically because she's possessed which i thought was a good performance she's super you know it's creepy it's that creepy yeah. uh at moments you can see that her, she's horrified and then the dalek kind of overrides her it's all really good i think she did a great job uh, and then eventually the dalek leaves her and they then they tell her to take three pills every five minutes or whatever it is um or you'll grow a second head or you grow a second head that was a party that was a good that was a very stephen moffat like line i think but mitch mitch it does the thing that i thought was really good like it, i'm surprised this doesn't happen in doctor who more uh where like there's a character who's super important to the plot or knows stuff that nobody else knows but because they're not part of the main cast they're basically like never heard from again until the end of the episode and instead they're mm-hmm. like yeah mitch we need you to come in the tardis we need to talk to you about this and then he tags along yeah. for the rest of the episode oh yeah which is what should happen and it's kind of nice to see him there and he gets you know they get to be like oh bigger on the inside all right killer monster okay and then they say goodbye at the end it's like why why not why not have mitch involved he's he's got a, a, an important interest in this in terms of lynn and he was there he's a witness right. like yeah have him involved I, there's no reason I, not I to really like the one scene where they're all in graham's house and they've got all the books strewn on the table and they realize they yeah. need to go and they have to 
pick up all they, the books to and carry like, them into well, the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. Like this is our guy who knows. This is our our subject matter expert. We yeah. need to bring him along. He's got all the books. Like he, I like, he kind of like knows the, the deal. That moment too, where Graham is like uh, to to Aaron to to uh, <laughs> yeah. to the dad. He's like, uh, okay. Got to do this quick. That cabinet, uh, it's going to appear. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> like just, yeah. just, just to get. Let's just be clear. What's going to happen here? Uh, after Ryan's after dead. breaking his chair earlier, which was a scene I also really yeah. Liked. No, that was, just, that just, was, just leave chairs like lying that around. Was good. I I enjoy uh, I enjoy Graham's needling relationship with the doctor. I think it's really delightful that he's really mm-hmm. positive and friendly, but also like, oh, duh, why'd you have to do that? That was my chair, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you, well, you're killing me here, kind of thing is it was good it makes me laugh yep yeah um, uh and oh and uh in the in the season ender we were complaining about uh on the incomparable complaining about uh yaz not having a lot to do i thought yaz had some stuff to do here that was once again like she's in her element she basically gets to be a policewoman for a little right. while when they get there and she's just like all right you you know you go outside we'll keep you informed and all that and she just falls right back into being the the police constable when she's yeah, uh yeah she home. certainly does not have as much to do here as graham and ryan do certainly but not. obviously because because of the family plot that is kind of coming to the forefront here that makes sense and this is a kind of a jam-packed episode in terms of having you know i was that scene where they all come out of the tardis at the end and you're like wow there's like seven people in the yeah. TARDIS. like that's a lot of people there's a lot of people in there yeah. uh there's a lot to there's a lot to do in terms of like character juggling there if and she certainly gets the least there were a but. five minute portion that could have been removed but <laughs> alas uh well you know it's done with now so probably we won't get other heartfelt cafe talks after this probably not probably not um let's see what else i liked the scene and thought it was funny where she calls to try to reach unit and the operator is there i thought that was a funny scene i laughed at the scene where they turn off all the wi-fi on new year's day and the family who we never have never seen before and we never see again has that conversation that is you know it made me laugh but the part that made me laugh is the very last bit where yes where they say oh no we're gonna have to talk to each other and the kids are like what <laughs> that part yeah. made me laugh but otherwise it felt like the most generic t- internet parody comedy sketch kind of yeah, thing, right? A, oh no, it, we will have to speak to each other because the internet is out. I yeah, was like, it's a little pointed. I liked the joke well, that led well into that a little a little better too, where it was talking about like, oh, they turned it off on New Year's Day when everybody's hung over and everything is closed. Monsters. Yeah. Well, and, and this is, I guess, this is kind of what I was getting at about the other scene too, which is like. I don't need. I don't think you need the comedy family. I think you made the joke. Yeah. You I hit the joke twice. And, yeah. and, and this is the this comedy family we've never seen before. Like why? Unless those are unless that is a a, a famous in Britain comedy family. In which case, <laughs> right in I guess. But I just thought like. Uh, you know, again, so on the nose. And other than the fact that the, the the place that I was surprised was at the very last bit where the where the kids are like, whoa, like they don't even it doesn't even register with them about how they would have a conversation. It's still they already made the joke and they made it better. <laughs> they already yeah, spelled, yeah. literally spelled out the entire premise of the joke as well, which is we're hungover and, <laughs> you know, and like, yeah, OK, we get it. We get it. So well, so I like they, the one comedy bit and not so much the other comedy bit. Jason, if they had killed the scene with the family, they would have had to add a two minutes to the in Ryan the talking to his no. dad scene. So, you know. No, just run it shorter. Give it take away. Make the credits scroll shorter. <laughs> Tell us about Yaz and what she's up to. Or, or like, show the Dalek making its suit some more or something. I don't know. <laughs> Anything. 
Um, yeah. And then, so the end, the end, uh, you know, is like I said, kind of feels kind of perfunctory because it's like, okay, Dalek, who's now inhabiting Ryan's dad, uh, we will take you to the Dalek fleet. Uh, surprise, we didn't. And it's a supernova and you're being sucked out. And the power of a hug, of a son's love of his dad and a hug, uh, holds on. And then the Dalek let, lets go, I guess. And then it's over. And I just thought, well, I don't really understand why that would happen and the Dalek is set up to be so dangerous and now in the last minute is is dumb and not dangerous but really it's Dal- like literally well Dalek. look at the time the episode is over now <laughs> the Dalek doesn't understand love that makes it weak yeah the hug, the hug is really weakness, but in fact yeah that's that yeah that's the Daleks although you could, you could argue that Dalek, the Daleks are giving everybody a hug in this episode just from the back <laughs> into the brain <laughs> nope <Mm-mm. laughs> Do you not want that? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, actually, it felt very old school Doctor Who, by the way. The idea of, I mean, Daleks uh, possessing people, I don't think was done in old school Doctor Who, but it felt like an old school Doctor Who monster kind of thing where it's like beneath the, the, the you know, the backpack or the coat is a monster right. that is controlling yeah. them and you can't see them. And that's a very, very old school kind of body horror, horror movie kind of thing. It's also cheap because it's just an actor acting weird until the moment where the prosthetic is revealed, which is very uh, old Doctor Who because it was it's it's cheap so that was that's a good thing but i liked i liked all of that i just the very the, the final resolution was again just kind of perfunctory of like look we're at the end now we, we need to be done yeah no i agree i don't really understand the yeah the whole there's the vacuum field thing i don't know yeah, it was surprise dalek i just i don't know why the dalek would believe her and then why it would uh why it would let go uh, and at that point, like the Dalek could kill him, but then the Dalek would still be dead. So why would the Dalek do that? Like, uh, you know, again, just I, I feel like Chris Chibnall does this a lot where it's like, if we move quickly, they won't notice that this doesn't yeah, make right. sense. It's like, all right. Yeah. And I get it. Like, we, there's there's a lot of Doctor Who that's like that. Even it's true. Pre Chris Chibnall. It, it's true. It's true. Moffat. Uh, I feel like Moffat, what he would do is he would have dialogue that would explain everything if you read the script, but it moved so fast that you didn't understand it. And you're like, all right, I guess this is happening now. And you're right. That is kind of a Doctor Who thing. But I mean, a little uh, bit like with the, I, I didn't fully understand the like, you know, using the microwave to get the Dalek out. <laughs> to, melt, like, to melt the Dalek. Yeah, yeah. I mean, OK, but like she again, it's Tardis like her talking of, about it. Tardis full of Time Lord technology, but Ryan's dad's microwave it's a really good microwave slash yeah. oven. It's right there. It's, it's right, right there. there. Yeah, why not use it? Why you know if you if you got it, why not use it? Yeah, that's the uh, the the old as we were talking about before the old literary expression. It's Aaron Aaron's microwave slash oven. Yeah, it's like Chekhov's gun. Yeah, yeah. If, if we're gonna mention it, then you got to show it. Got to zap. You got to zap a dollar yeah. with it. Yeah. Anything else uh, noteworthy in this one? Um, I think we covered yeah. the high points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, this you like was it? a. I liked it. I, oh. I enjoyed it. Oh, I, I want to mention this will be near and dear to your heart. Uh, I want to mention the music. I thought that this was the best score Sigurd mm. Akinola has done, maybe other than the uh, the Demons of the Punjab. I thought I really yeah. liked his use of the um, like the rock 
drums and guitar stuff yeah. every time we came back to the you know bad Dalek on the run right kind of thing <laughs> it was really like it set the tone for now yeah. we're now we're in the menacing alien part of the show I thought it was really effective right and and it verges back and forth because we also had that like sort of like the epic fantasy music with the whole premise at the beginning yeah. like so yeah kind of it's a little more uh, they get stretched themselves a little bit I think with the score in totally. this episode and I, I thought it worked really well so yeah i thought and overall, overall I, I i liked it i i had a good time with this episode i think that it was fun to see the dalek back and to like have some acknowledgement of our long-standing doctor who continuity uh as someone who is a big fan of graham and ryan i like to that they got their moments in the sun here yes there's some some weakness and some nitpicks here and there but sure. uh overall like it was an enjoyable, uh, great hour to spend, and I felt, you know, it's nice. I know there's been a lot of people, a lot of foo over the whole, like, oh, we're not doing a Christmas episode, but I didn't miss the Christmas aspect of it, other than just the tradition of watching Doctor Who on Christmas. Like, uh, you know, I was okay to take a break from that and to do something, and, and I guess, you know, the New Year theme certainly here is not as strong as the Christmas themes are like so you know it's not as tied to that as a concept uh but it wasn't really important this just felt kind of actually more like the last episode of the season that they just like took a break for a few weeks yeah i mean it was a bit like that right and which is also that 10th episode was not particularly finale like in any way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so in sort of being a grand ending um so I'm not sure this felt like a grand ending either, because one of the things that strikes me about this is that this is very much the show just saying, um, you know, yeah, we're going to come back next season. And it's the it's about the doctor and her three friends. And like, that's what the show is like. So often in modern Doctor Who, at the end of the season, somebody's got to leave. Yeah. And this is like, no. Mm-mm, no, we're just off on more adventures, and there's the, like there's nothing particularly special about this. It is set, you know, set on New Year's Day, which is fine. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mind. I, I kind of it's a nice break after all those Christmas specials to to have it be on New Year's instead. That's, well, plus, it's it's nice to not have an episode where it felt like the end of the season needed to be a big, huge, yeah, thing, right? Like yeah. ending in like some huge dramatic moment, right? Like that. I'm okay with that for, you know, <laughs> it gets tiring a while after yeah. a while. If you have to save the universe every, every year, once. Right, play, play a different song. And that, that is definitely what uh, Chris Chibnall is doing. Yeah. I liked it too. I think the Dalek stuff is the, um, with, uh, with the possession and the Daleks softly talking to her and all of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best stuff of the whole season, quite frankly, is that, that stuff. I think that was my favorite stuff that I've seen the whole season. I think mm-hmm. this, I think this might be my favorite of the 11 episodes. Um, and more than that, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think maybe this is the first of these 11 episodes that I would say will be looked back on as kind of a classic hmm, um, interesting. because of because of how cleverly the Daleks were used and reinvented. I think that Chris mm-hmm. Chibnall just, he did a really good job of making the Daleks who are iconic and I love them and I own multiple Daleks, but they're kind of boring, right? Because yeah, there's only sure. so much they can do. And in this, he was like, no, what if those mutants, when they're out of their shells, are like creepy squid monsters that will possess people and like that's great like i want to see that more i want to see i want to see a dalek invasion of earth story with the squid daleks 
coming back and taking over more people and having it be like who you know who's possessed and who's not i think it's really <laughs> effective and in fact way more effective than the giant you know, soul shakers the regular daleks are right now so uh yeah I, I, and and that's a neat trick 50 years on 55 sure, years on right. to be able to it's make nice the daleks spin on more interesting favorite yeah. Yeah, so that 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 is the thing that I think will be remembered too is that this particular kind of uh, possession monster thing as a, a take on the Daleks. I think they, I think he he did a really good job with that. So yeah, I would agree. I think that I mean I don't have the the broad or uh, deep I guess Doctor Who knowledge. You, you've seen. I mean, if you've seen it, you've seen it. Like the Daleks in the in the classic right. well, series I've, were even less. Uh, well, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen Genesis of the Daleks. All right, well, uh, you know, and that's I, the best that the classic series has to offer regarding the Daleks. I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah, they they are what they are, and they are they are part of Doctor Who. Kind of that's just how it. They saved it. They they made the show survive. Dalek mania really is the thing that made Doctor Who a thing to begin with, and uh, and you know they're 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 fine. They're they're iconic, but this was good to see somebody do something with them that actually yeah. was like a better bit of storytelling. I think we've seen in a while for them. I I agree. Yeah, thumbs up. All right. Well, uh, so until twenty twenty, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm glad i uh got in the doctor who episode this year yeah they they said it will return in early 2020 um uh in press releases all they say in the thing is the doctor will return i uh i think i suspect when they say that 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 is a tongue-in-cheek that is a or a, a very clever way of of implying that we may see the doctor again on new year's day yeah followed by a new series that that you know in a year's time they'll do another special and then there'll be a new series and um i i honestly wonder if their shooting plan is um is 12 episodes is mm. a, a, a new year's special a season and a new year's special but oh, yeah. i guess we'll have to wait for the rumor mill to spin and spin over the next 12 months all right. Well, into, into hibernation we go. Uh, yeah, until 2020. That's okay. I, I have more flashcasts to do. Star Trek Discovery will be starting up pretty soon. Game oh, of Thrones yeah. comes mm-hmm. back for its final season. There's a lot between now and 2020. A lot of 2019 lot stuff. Happening. But thus ends the Doctor Who flashcast for 2019 on day one of 2019. <laughs> oh, well. We'll be back in a year or more. But uh, Dan Morin, thank you for joining me on the Flashcast before it goes into... Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to split the Flashcast in three pieces and take it to the ends of the earth and bury it. Don't get hit by an arrow. Oh, man. That totally makes me feel bad about all those random people I kill in Red Dead Redemption and then I loot their corpse and it's like, oh, there's nothing here. But maybe they were carrying a more part of a monster and I didn't maybe know. Maybe they were. That'll be revealed uh, in Red Dead Redemption 3. <laughs> Ooh, all right, I'm on board. All right. Uh, and thanks to everybody out there for listening to the Doctor Who Flashcast. We will see you in a year or more. Goodbye. Doctor Who Flashcast on the